Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Great Scott Podcast. Today, I'm joined by an absolute legend in comedy, as well as writing and acting, Mr. Bill Ingvall. How's it going, Bill? Wow, uh, that's a pretty loose term use of the term legend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, you are quite quite successful in in your chosen field. I, I listen. I've been very blessed to uh, be able to do what I love to do, and that's to make people laugh and make them feel good. Absolutely. You know what? I actually just uh, started getting into comedy myself. I did it for the first time uh, about four or five months ago, and uh, making people laugh is just addicting. I mean, the first time, once you get it down, it's just addicting from there on. Yeah, you might want to be careful. It's a drug that's hard to quit. Oh, yes, absolutely. I I would agree with that. So, um, speaking of uh, comedy... Uh, I was reading your bio, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, your 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 initial plan was to be a, a teacher, right? Yeah, I uh, you know it's interesting because I always feel like, and to this day I feel this way that that good, that good teachers are entertainers in their own right. Uh, and my my proof of this is I, if you go back over all the years of your schooling, the teachers that made learning fun, you can remember them by name. And uh, I know that's true for me. So I think that in this day and age, uh, you know, especially with the younger kids now, that it's important that a teacher is part entertainer. I mean, you know, you want to. I remember the teachers I had that I really enjoyed were the ones that that made it fun for me, as opposed to the ones who just got up there and said, "Read this book, pages forty-four <laughs> through eighty-five." Yeah. yeah. You know, and so I think that you know, when I was in college. Uh, and I was taking education classes, I used to do crazy stuff. Like, uh, you know, we'd have to, uh, part of our education was uh, you had to be a teacher for the college kids who got to act like six-year-olds. And uh, I remember one instance specifically that uh, I was, my my subject was try how to get kids to eat vegetables. And so I dressed up as a superhero called Mr. Good, Captain Good Food. <laughs> and, uh, and so by the end of the class, I had to get kids to eat broccoli. Oh, really? <laughs> and I got an A, so I guess I did it right. Oh, so you were so you were successful with that then? Yeah, I don't think it's a superhero you'll see in any movies anytime soon, but no. it, was, it was fun to do. <laughs> that, that sounds like a character or, uh, inside of the sh- the on Whose Lines Anyway when they play the game Superheroes. Yeah, exactly, or a South Park episode. Or, or a South Park episode, yeah. <laughs> So um, my, my mom wanted me to ask you this. I told her once I was uh, going to interview you today, she said, you have to ask him this question. So uh, are you going to be a, a recurring member or something like that, maybe on Last Man Standing now that it's back? I hope so. Uh, I really enjoy doing that role of Reverend Paul. Uh, it's, it's funny. It's kind of a, uh, a, an interesting story that, you know, I've done, I've done many roles of different characters, but... Uh, when I did that role, uh, it clicked in me, and uh, actually, uh, when I my first uh, go around at college, I I didn't do well because I discovered women and beer, and studies went out the window. <laughs> but uh, I actually uh, that role kind of affected me, and uh, so now I'm actually back in college getting a degree in Christian studies, and uh, become an ordained minister myself, and. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm on my way to, I've got two gigs this weekend in St. Louis and South Dakota. And when I'm in South Dakota, I'm officiating a friend's wedding. So, uh, this year I've done four weddings and a baptism. So it, 
it's interesting how that one little role kind of has changed uh, the direction of my life. So you said that you're currently in uh, classes for Christian studies? Yes. Oh, really? Uh, how, how's that going? Uh, it's going great. Uh, you know, it, I forgot about college, and uh, it's, uh, it's difficult. I'm in a math class right now that I, I really don't see where it's going to go, but i got to have it. You know, I, yeah, I'm getting yeah. questions like, if an astronaut weighs 200 pounds on the surface of the Earth, what's he weigh 5,000 miles up? I, I really don't care, and I doubt seriously NASA's ever going to call me and say, hey, what size clothes should we send with this astronaut once he gets up in space? Absolutely. There you go. So um, I, I actually have to tell you, I love the show Funny You Should Ask. That seems like such a oh, great show. Oh, I do show. too. Thank you. That's a, that's a fun little show to do. It's a game show for the, your listeners out there that haven't seen it. It's kind of a cross between Hollywood Squares and uh, I thought about this the other day. It's kind of a, it's kind of a modern-day version of Hollywood Squares. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's really fun to do. Uh, it's really fun hanging out with John Lovitz and Louis Anderson uh, and Sherry Shepard and them, and we have a great time doing it. And it could be the easiest job in show business, actually. I know. I mean, they, they placed you up on top as the last seat. Yeah, which is a great place to be in, except that sometimes they have, they have some really funny questions for me, but we don't have time to get to them. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's, uh, it's fun to do, uh, and it's, uh, it, you know, it's, an, it's just kind of an extension of, of my stand-up. So um, before a showtime, when they start to air, or I'm sorry, when they start to tape the show, uh, are you guys just kind of uh, telling jokes to one another and being funny to warm warm up? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's I think it, it, we're, it's interesting because before the cameras go on, everybody's just normal people. You know, we talk about everything from politics to what you ate for dinner last night and what's been going oh. on in their lives. And, it, you know, it's, it, it's kind of surreal for me to be standing there with Louis Anderson and John Lovis just yakking. I know. And, you yeah. know you're, uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's really, really, really fun. And uh, I've also seen that uh, in the same seat uh, on different shows, they have Billy Gardell and, and Fluffy as well, just to name a couple other oh, people. Oh, yeah, they have them. I can't. I, I, I doubt seriously many people turn down the show when they call them to do it because it's just so much fun. Oh, absolutely! It definitely looks like it, and plus the host is pretty good too. I mean, he, he's not a, a yeah. A John name, Kelly but, yeah. is great. Uh, really, a sweetheart of a guy, and uh, very funny in his own right. Oh, absolutely! He he knows how to keep the the game moving. It seems like. Well, yeah, because Lovitz can kind of go sideways on us every once in a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, I have to ask you about uh, the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Um, now that uh, you guys aren't, aren't touring anymore, are you guys still pretty close friends? Do you guys hang out and talk and all that? You know, we stay in touch. Uh, you know, obviously, locale plays a big key in it. You know, Jeff's in Atlanta, Larry's in Nebraska, I'm in Utah, and God knows where Ron is. But um, <laughs> yeah, we stay in touch through text and phone calls. You know, it, it, it was... That was something in my life that was uh, probably was the thing to put me over the top, and uh, it's uh, it's something I'll never forget. And I doubt seriously there's ever going to be another tour like that uh, where four guys got together and you know it was just the perfect storm. We uh, we appealed to a demographic that was largely overlooked by the media, and uh, and it was just the right timing, and it was just it was more fun than you can imagine. Is that really uh, Larry's voice uh, when we hear it up on stage? Um, is that really? Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, it is. 
<laughs> that's that's interesting. Uh, so, um, did uh, so. Speaking of uh, Foxworthy, um, did he uh, play a, a big part in your role of getting to where you're at today? Um, you know, I, I'd have to say, yeah. Uh, you know, he and I, uh, I've actually been doing it longer than he has. Uh, but you know, Jeff just skyrocketed uh, with the "You Might Be a Redneck." So obviously, he had more fans than we did uh, collectively. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jeff has always been very magnanimous as far as reaching back and helping out. And I think that, you know, that, that, that affected me and I do the same thing to other young comedians. Uh, you know, Jeff invited me to go out and open for him, which I wouldn't have done. You know, I don't want me opening for me. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I, I, you know, early on, I can remember going out on stage on one of his shows and just killing it. And thinking, hey, uh, look who's the big star now. And then Jeff would walk out, and two minutes later was <laughs> Bill Who, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, Bill Who, yeah. <laughs> so um, also, in, uh, you also followed uh, Foxworthy's footsteps as well as being a, a game show host uh, with, with Lingo. Yeah, uh, I really enjoy doing a, a game show for a number of reasons. One, uh, there's no pressure on you. Uh, you know, I always let the contestants be the be the funny people and i've always i learned that if you give them enough rope they'll they'll, they'll hang themselves uh and it's also yeah. nice because you know you go in you shoot 40 in three weeks and you're done you know uh 40 so, in three weeks but wow. yeah yeah you shoot about five a day like when we do uh funny you should ask we shoot five shows a day uh so you know you, you get them shot and then you're done for the rest of the year and you don't have to worry about it that's a tight schedule yeah, it's pretty brutal while you're shooting, but once you're done, then, you know, you're on the air for 40 weeks and you don't got to worry about it. Oh, and, and going back to Last Man Standing real quick, I just want to say, uh, I know that Nancy Travis also played your TV wife. Um, yeah, she did. Yeah. Uh, Nancy's such a sweetheart and just such a wonderful actress. Uh, and she's, she, I learned a lot from her. Uh, I guess probably the biggest uh, feather in our cap is we gave Jennifer Lawrence her first job, so... Uh, she played my daughter on the show, and I think she's done pretty well for herself. Oh, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, so Nancy left you for, for Tim now. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's the way showbiz works. Uh, but, you know, uh, it's fun when I do <laughs> when I do Tim's show. It's, it's, uh, it's always like a homecoming to see Nancy again, uh, and I just adore that woman. Oh, she's fantastic. She plays the character so well, and um, I know that she's classically trained having been on your show as well, and... Uh, just perfect. I mean, the whole casting for that show is just perfect. Yeah. So um, I, I know. So I was also reading uh, on on uh, IMDb uh, your page. You're you're working all the time. It seems like you're traveling, shooting television shows. Do you ever slow down at all? You know, I keep threatening to, but idle time is not my friend. Uh, and I still, you know, I enjoy it. Uh, I've always said, and to this day I, I hold true to it, that if it ever stops being fun, then I'll, I'll quit doing it. Because I don't, A, I don't want to do that to my fans. Uh, I always want them to know that I'm excited about it and that I'm looking forward to coming in. Because we've all been to shows where you, at the end, you go, well, they kind of walk through that one. Yeah. Uh, so, I, and if it ever gets to that point, then I'll, then I'll stop doing it. But so far it hadn't, it hadn't appeared. So, um, like, like I had mentioned, uh, I, I want to uh, ask you a couple questions about being a comic. Um, what, what advice would you have for starters out, people who are starting out like me who are hoping to make it in comedy? You know, uh, first of all, you know, I'll say I think it's tougher now uh, because 
you know, when I started, it was in 1980, and, uh, you know, there was no YouTube and Internet really yet. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, it was a different world, but now it's, uh, you know, it's completely different than when I started. So I guess my advice to any young me would be on a couple of fronts. One would be uh, be true to yourself. Don't do, you know, Jay Leno told me some, one of the greatest pieces of advice I ever got, and it's, don't do jokes about things you don't know about. Like, you know, for me to do fat jokes or drug jokes, I've never been really overweight and I've never had a drug problem. So for me to try to do those kind of jokes, people are going to see through it. Uh, the other one I would tell a comic is to, to be relatable. You know, sometimes I think one of the pitfalls that comics run into, especially new ones, is they want to be what we call the comics comic. Uh, they were playing to the comics in the back of the room, which is fine and well, but those aren't the guys that pay your bills. Uh, yeah. So I always tell them to keep your material relatable to your audience. Uh, you know, listen, my uh, that's I think one of the things that's kept me going for this long is that I keep it relatable. And probably the most important thing, at least for me it is, uh, is to keep it clean. Uh, I've been amazed at how many times I get people that will email me or tell me at a show that how much they appreciate the fact that I – I did my show, and I, and I didn't have to resort to foul language or anything like that. Now, I get that there's a niche for everything, and if, if dirty's your bag, then that's the audience you're going to play for. I think for the to appeal to the really to the masses, you you have to keep it clean. And my you know uh, my proof would be not only my success, but people like Brian Regan and uh, these guys that you know they 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 they, they concentrate more on the material than on the foul language. Uh, do you ever think that um, you will uh, write a book on uh, the Blue Collar Comedy Tour about what went on, like stories about Jeff and Ron and Larry? Someday? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it, it would be a great book because there were some great stories. But, you know, uh, I've written one book and it takes a lot of work. <laughs> and at 61 years old, I just don't know if I'm really willing to put in that kind of time. Do you uh, have a story or two that you can share with us about uh, being on the road with those guys? Uh, I will tell you one that uh, we were we had done a show and then we flew to the next city and we got in about two in the morning uh, and we got and I found this out the next day. Uh, so we all went to our rooms and uh, Jeff said he got in his room and turned on the TV because you know you land you can't really go to sleep right away. So he said he turned on the TV and nothing was on. So he turned off the TV, got in bed. And like five minutes later, the TV came back on. And so he, he took the remote and shut it off and got back in bed. And like five minutes later, the TV came back on. And so he got it in his head that he, we, somehow we were trying to punk him, that we had set things up. And he said, I was literally walking around the room looking. There was a picture of a cannon in his room. And he's like, he said, oh, that's for the camera. And he's like, okay. he said, I literally am saying to myself out loud, okay, guys, I get it. Real funny. Ha, ha, ha. And he told us, I go, dude, we didn't, we didn't do anything to your room. <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did they finally get the problem fixed? Uh, yeah, he just finally he said, I finally just unplugged it from the wall. Oh, okay, gotcha. So um, so what uh, is next for uh, Bill Ingvall? Are you going to just continue to do stand-up and uh, do television and all that? Gosh, buddy, I, I, I don't know. You know, I've been so blessed in my career to be able to, to do what I wanted, and I've achieved every goal that I think. So I'm kind of at this point in my life where I'm just kind of letting it run and see where it goes uh, as opposed to trying to steer it. Uh, right now I'm still doing stand up and still loving it. Uh, 
hopefully some movies and stuff coming out, maybe another TV show, who knows. But, you know, at, at, at my age now, I'm just kind of like sitting back. I got a wonderful, beautiful wife that I've been married to for 36 years, and we live in a really beautiful place up in the mountains of Utah. So if they want me, that's great. But, you know, I, I don't know that I'm going to keep jumping through the hoops just to get a little tiny role. So if somebody wants me on TV, I'd love to do it. But uh, I, I'm really digging my life. Uh, do your kids want to get into show business at all? Thank God, no. <laughs> I tell you, Bill, uh, I used to do some production assistant um, with a guy named Bob Bowden, who also is actually on uh, Funny You Should Ask, the producer, uh, I think, of uh, the show. He's behind the That's scene. right, yeah. 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 And uh, he's been in game shows forever, from Pressure Luck to The Price is Right and all that. So um, it is really tough. I mean, uh, you're there for long hours. Uh, PAs don't make that much money, obviously, but uh, it's kind of a, a tough gig. It really is. Uh, so It really is. Show business, I don't think people realize how tough show business is. You really have to have thick skin because, you know, I've gone on auditions where they said you were great, but uh, you look you don't look the part we thought, you know. So it's like... You really have, you know, it's basically people telling you you're not, A, you're not good looking enough or whatever. Yeah. So you just got, you know, you got to be able to just say, okay, you know, we'll move on to the next one. And uh, that was, that took me a while to get used to that because, uh, you know, I was always, you know, I was raised by a good blue collar family that you did a good job, you got rewarded for it. And unfortunately in show business, that's not always true. Yeah, that that's definitely true. I mean, um you you could not have said it better. Um, just uh, long hours, uh, little pay, and uh, you don't know what what's next. So, but anyways, um, Bill, I do want to thank you so much for for appearing on the show today. Oh man, listen, it's been my honor. Uh, good luck with it, and it looks like you're doing just fine. Whether you got a nice following there and uh hopefully we can talk again at some point absolutely god bless you and uh, good luck in your career thanks the same to you with your comedy man i hope uh hope one day maybe i'm opening for you oh that that'd be so great you are one of my idols honestly <laughs> well thanks buddy all right i'll talk to you later god, god bless you all right take care bye-bye